for you. Congrats? For what? Having sex with you? Yeah. You did a good job, so I thought you deserved a balloon. I'm working. Okay. So what's up with not calling me back? I'm not good at this stuff. At what, talking? Yeah, talking, communicating, relationship stuff. It's just, this is... If we were in a relationship, I'd become a weird, scary version of myself, and my throat starts constricting, the walls start throbbing. It's like a peanut allergy, like an emotional peanut allergy. You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, um, yeah, let's get to it. All right, and we are back uh, with a lighter pairing. And with me, as always, is my no-strings-attached co-host uh, with benefits, Michael. Yeah, we How just, are you? We just keep it casual. Just keep, I mean, we have to. You know, we're This is a long-distance relationship, so our Sunday I morning totally recordings. Get it. You have other podcasts, yeah. so you have other co-hosts, and I can't worry about that. I, you know, I am a man, about, a man about town when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> I like to sleep around, but that's cool. I'm glad yeah. you're, you're cool. Who so. doesn't? Yeah. I'm totally cool. You know, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm waiting to see if I can find Lake Bell, though. If I can find Lake Bell as a co-host uh, for one of these films. You know what? I, I feel like she's come up on the show before. Like, I, mm. I feel there was a recasting on a movie that you picked, Lake Bell, and I kind of recognized the name, and, and I did know her from this movie. Um, no strings attached. That's an excellent point. I think from now on, I'm just going to warn our listeners that any future recastings probably going to be Lake Bell. It's going to be on my mind <laughs> for the next month or so. So if we do like a, a war movie, uh, Lake Bell is going to be the military commander. So I just apologize up front. Yes, she's um, I, I liked her in this one. And that's the thing. Like, I feel there was another movie I saw her in that she played a serious role in. And it was hard for me to kind of like take that in because I knew her as this you know, silly. Uh, she's, what is, she's very. I, I don't even know what she does uh, uh, on that show, but she's really good. Uh, so we're going to discuss uh, No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits today. Uh, no Strings Attached. Both of these came out in 2011, which is kind of kind of interesting. Just a few months apart, um, with No Strings Attached being directed by Ivan uh, Reitman. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters fame and and um, the father of. Ooh, what's what's the son's name? Is it Jason? I think it's Jason. Jason. Probably right. Uh, wasn't Ivan also the one that directed Knocked Up? Which one of them I feel no, directed Knocked <clears throat> Up? That was uh, Judd Apatow, but it had uh, oh. Harold Ramis, famous comedic director, was played okay. uh, Seth Rogen's father, and he's kind of in the Reitman company that generation. Yeah, because it's a very similar scene. Ashton Kutcher and his father, Kevin Kline, you know, they're uh, smoking weed together, talking about girls. It, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of Knocked Up, so uh, that's that's why I thought it was another Reitman movie. But um, yeah, this movie stars Ashton Kutcher uh, as Adam. You know, he plays this uh, uh, this is he a is, he's I know he writes. What's his actual? job on this show that he works on. It seems on. like he's like a PA of some sort on this show. Like he's just okay. some sort of assistant. Um, I don't know if he's like a assistant director or something, but he's he's got the 
the uh, the headset in his ear, and he it seems like he's just trying to keep the trains running on time as far as yeah, the production maybe even of the a show. Script supervisor, perhaps even. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe something like that. For like but, a, uh, uh, I guess this is supposed to be like High School Musical, kind of what they're doing a parody of here, like yeah, a High School Musical show. Bring it on, or yeah, yeah something, something. Um, so Adam. He, uh, him and Natalie Portman, who plays uh, Emma, they met at an extremely young age. And over the years, they keep bumping into one another until one evening they uh, actually sleep together. And and because Emma is now a doctor, she feels that uh, she cannot settle down and she uses this opportunity to um, I don't know, come to an agreement with Adam that – Perhaps that they can use each other just for the physical sex and, you know, no strings attached. Um, and things get complicated, as you would imagine. Uh, especially in a rom-com, of course. Especially in a rom-com. And Ashton Kutcher being the perfect guy, uh, Emma spends the, um, I don't know, the third act trying to write the ship and try to actually, you know, uh, hook up with him, I guess. That's going to be the biggest difference uh, between this film and Friends with Benefits, which, uh, as Peter said, came out in the summer 2011, not the the spring or uh, winter. And our couple here is Mila Kunis as Jamie, who plays a recruiter um, who her latest uh, job has been to uh, hook up Justin Timberlake, who plays Dylan, uh, for this position at GQ Magazine to, I guess, rebrand it, redesign it, and take it into the internet. Uh, age um to be fair um to most of these rom-coms they're usually not that interested in the job aspect of it so i would say the biggest difference uh right up front between friends with benefits uh with this couple and ashton kutcher and natalie portman is it seems like these two have a lot of free time to hang out and that's kind of how their their relationship develops it's the opposite of no strings attached where uh, natalie portman just as she says wants someone in her bed at 2 a.m when she gets off work and doesn't have to think about it uh, Friends with Benefits establishes that Justin Timberlake is new to New York City, and uh, Mila Kunis and him start to hang out. And as they hang out, they just kind of stumble on the conversation. They're like, hey, they get along really well. Uh, neither one of them are currently having sex, although that's kind of like a sci-fi distortion there. That's, something, that's a big leap you have to make, that Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis are not having sex uh, with anyone mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, and they decide to uh, <clears throat> to establish this uh, friends with benefits relationship. So that's what that's the premise of that film. And as you just said, of course, uh, things will get complicated. Yeah, and not only that, I, I guess I kind of misremembered that uh, Mila Kunis and JT that uh, I thought thought they worked together. So um, I guess that, kind of, sort of, like kind of, sort of. But yeah. that also can complicate things. You know, spending that much time in the in the workplace. Uh, together, I, I, you know, I may have uh, spoken of experience there. Um, you want to get but, into it, Peter? I'm sure our listeners are like, "Oh, that's yeah, let's talk about that." Let's. <laughs> uh, I was young. I was young. <laughs> um, but this, uh, you did see one of these before. Which one was it? I saw Friends with Benefits, um, and honestly, I don't think um, nothing against No Strings Attached. Although I have to say, I'm not the world's biggest Ashton Kutcher fan. And so when that came out, you know, I didn't make a point to go see it. And I don't think I saw Friends with Benefits on opening weekend or anything, but I do find Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis to be very likable. Um, I don't know if either one was like a fantastic actor, but uh, I was single at the time and that was just a date. Went on a, it was just a, you know, it's a pretty perfect date movie. 
especially if you want to kind of test the waters on uh, a possible friends with benefits <laughs> relationship. Yeah, you, you were uh, it was a little inception, right? Uh, you were like, hey, let's go watch this movie. I, and maybe you'll get the idea. I was not uh, Leo. <laughs> I did not accomplish that test. That did not take. So uh, yeah, that relationship. I don't. I don't even know if there was uh, a date or two more after that. There was not another movie date after this. So. Yeah, friends uh, with benefits killed that relationship, or maybe it was me. More likely, it was maybe, me. Maybe she got the idea. I was like, <laughs> no, no, buddy, that's that's not why I want. <laughs> uh, I did watch both of these, but only on home release. Um, you know, it being 2011, so this is way past like my blockbuster times. This is probably Netflix via DVD. Um, again, you know, I've mentioned on the show before when there's movies that kind of are very similar, I would watch them just. For fun, so I did watch both of these, um, and I I think I told you before we actually, um, oh, I told you I think after the last recording that I had seen both and remembered liking No Strings Attached uh, more, and after watching both of them, um, I don't know I feel friends with benefits, the uh, the director I I feel like uh, perhaps he's a a big fan of Nora Ephron. And her name is even dropped in the movie, but that movie, um, Friends with Benefits, that is, is very much formulaic in terms of Nora Ephron movies. You know, you got a lot of uh, great side characters to include Jenna Elfman playing Justin Timberlake's sister, Annie. Um, Richard Jenkins plays uh, his father, who has not dementia, right? Or is it dementia? Yeah, it's it's like um, Alt- uh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, sort of like the, right. the I don't early know how stages. early. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, in different scenes, he is uh, you know he's himself, his old self, and then at various points you see uh, him uh, misremembering or not really being aware of like what time it is as far as the present. He's he's remembering a past relationship with uh, his wife, uh, Justin Timberlake, and Jen Elfman's mother, who apparently left the family, uh, which. I don't know. I don't. I think he's really good, Richard Jenkins, in that part. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily like that. That's sort of used as uh, the reason for uh, Justin Timberlake's Dylan character to have commitment issues because his mom like left. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's that seems kind of like poor form to kind of throw that like, oh my dad's in a bad state and my mom left, so uh, I don't want to be with this person who's perfect for me and that I I do love Mila Kunis. I didn't really like that being in there i actually liked the movie better when he was just playing like sort of the dumb guy that was like what baby i thought this was working out for both of us like sex right like i i can because i'm a dumb guy i can understand that more than sure the melodrama you know my my favorite thing about uh dylan's character is the fact how uh, how bad at math he is <laughs> yeah i do like where that there's they're, they're standing behind like the Hollywood sign and they're discussing like how tall it is. He goes, well, I'm about six foot and that's about three times taller than me. So 32. <laughs> Wait, that's that's not right. Like it's uh, he plays it so well, too. So I wonder if he's actually terrible at math. <laughs> he um, well, I wouldn't expect old JT to necessarily be a rocket scientist, but, you know, he can dance. He can sing. So <laughs> he can dance. You can't sing, have everything. Yeah. And I like that in the film that. uh both characters are fairly flawed. It's different than No Strings Attached. Um, and I guess I like this better in Friends with Benefits. The Adam character, multiple times people talk about like what a good heart he is and like he's like mm-hmm. the perfect nice guy. And I did like to see Ashton Kutcher playing that role because it's very different from what the persona I see in him, which is just sort of like a big goofball. I liked mm-hmm. him just playing so earnest. Um, but it kind of makes the No Strings Attached a bit more unfair i think to the emma character because it 
You're, I mean, she's really the only roadblock. He's the one repeatedly wanting to take this to the next step, and she says no, no, no. Um, it's a little more balanced, I think, in Friends with Benefits, where both of them are kind of like at various points enjoying the the sex and then enjoying just being friends. Um, right. Even the, even the way the movie wraps up, um, you know, jumping. Unfortunately, if you've not seen Friends with Benefits, I think it's a fun romantic comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. But JT, you know, the the big romantic grand gesture, which I should shout out my other podcast, The Grand Gesture. Um, he asked her just to be his best friend again. Like, and they do kiss, but it's like, I thought that was like, okay, cool. They're they're not saying we're going to get married, but uh, we're just going to get back to that friendship we had. So, but I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much junk about No Strings Attached. This was the first time watched for me and I actually really enjoyed it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed both films last week. Um Maybe enjoy too strong a word since they're so dark, but this week I was like, oh, thank God. Most of these are like fun, charming movies. And something you brought up about Friends with Benefits, I think, applies to No Strings Attached. It's got, I didn't realize it was going to have this many funny, like, supporting characters. I didn't know Kevin mm-hmm. Klein was going to be in it as this, like, you know, middle aged <laughs> adult who's like having one midlife crisis after another, like, taking, you know, he's obsessed with physical fitness and, like, he ends up dating uh, his son's ex-girlfriend that he's just had a bad breakup with. Uh, smokes pot. He's, I mean, he's very funny. He's drinking a scissor. <laughs> that was a mistake, as we see in the film. <laughs> Puts him in the hospital. Um, uh, Greta Gerwig, the big Oscar favorite, Oscar darling this year. Her her, uh, her film she directed, Lady Bird, and wrote. Uh, I've always liked her, especially as a comedic actress. And here, I think she's playing a very different role than what I'd expect from Greta Gerwig. Like She's playing like the party animal, but she's doing it in a very Greta Gerwig way. Like she's still got that sort of dry, like low key delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, like, Be- like Belle, who I love, you have uh, Mindy Kaling is also one of uh, Natalie Portman's friends. Who's always funny. Uh, and then Jake Johnson, this is like just a bunch of like sitcom superstars and no strings attached. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's very fun. So I'm glad I sort of got over my fact that I don't really like Ashton Kutcher that much. And there are a bunch of actors I really do like in this film. Yeah, the uh, ludicrous really threw me off. I, for remembering liking No Strings Attached more, I completely forgot ludicrous was in it. You know, he's the token black guy because he's the only person of color. Well, I guess uh, Mindy Kaling uh, as well, but I guess you have to have one for each gender. Um, (laughs) Friends with uh, Benefits doesn't have that. At least with Mila Kunis, you have uh, someone of... uh, um, uh, Eastern European, yeah, descent there. She's not your typical uh, girl next door American blonde. So, well, we got Rashida Jones in a uncredited uh, cameo on on screen. You know her and Jason Segel. That's a uh, pretty funny. And the best um, one we, we've skipped over the best one from Friends with Benefits. Emma Stone in a killer breakup scene. Oh right, John in the Mayer very beginning. Concert. I'm really sorry. We missed your body as a wonderland. Okay, only one song. That's not so bad, right? Who's fucking your body as a wonderland? Well, the good news is he has so many good ones here's an idea next time instead of being late just shit on my face because that's kind of the same thing as missing your body as wonderland i don't know if uh, and i had forgotten this maybe i i, I liked him stone quite a bit because i i think the first time i saw her was in super bad and i thought she was really funny but for some reason i had forgotten that there's a line of dialogue that there is a recorded moment on film of Emma Stone saying uh, that was basically like you taking a shit on my face. And I was like, what? <laughs> my Emma Stone said that? Like, I can't believe it. Uh, so I had to, I had to, you know, go to my fainting couch to, to recover from that. But I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, um, in Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox drops the, um, 
the gay slur in there. And I'm like, well, I had to take, you know, I was like, well, excuse me. Like I nearly cried. I was like, this, this man just said that. You just have to, you have to approach it from the time period that was made. You know, that was, that was things change. Yeah. 85. You're right. But still Emma Stone, that was still only <laughs> seven, seven years ago, six and a half. Yeah. Taking a shit I, on my I, face. I, I, I could still imagine her Olivia character from uh, easy a possibly saying something like that. Maybe. You Did know? you notice that uh, shout out? I mean, it's the same director, Will Gluck. This was his follow up to EZA that uh, Mila Kunis uh, is holding uh, the sign for Justin Timberlake uh, and the one she oh, steals. Yeah, yeah. I did not catch that, but I did read the the trivia on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought, you know, Peter, come on, man. I was even on the EZA ep- episode, and uh, I, th- I thought for sure that's what we would be discussing for a solid fifteen minutes here. I, I I'm sorry. This is uh, <laughs> I, I was I was busy watching Mila Kunis running around the okay. uh, conveyor belt. All yeah. right, fair enough. Fair I was enough. Com- distracted by other things. Um, but um, which couple Ludacris, do you like better? Oh, sorry, Ludacris. Oh, Ludacris. No, I just I I don't think he was necessary in this movie because that Jake uh, Jake Johnson, right? The, is that the uh, the friend? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget his character's name. Uh, Eli. He's, he's just he's Jake pretty Johnson. Good too. He's always yeah, Jake, Jake Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he's the big elf uh, yeah. from Santa Claus. Um, no, I thought he was fine. Uh, the, the only thing that I kind of liked about Ludacris was they were uh, – it was some party that they were at. And he goes – he was talking about like the scare tactic. He's like he, – he, he's more like, boo, here comes my dick. Like he likes to scare women or something. Like it was such a random line that I was just like, well, other than that, because it was just um, – so uh, out of left field, I, I I don't think Ludacris served any purpose. Did you did you find either film push that style of comedy too far? Because not only is the premise here similar about these two uh, relationships keeping it casual or attempting to keep it casual, uh, but the supporting characters and sometimes even the main characters, the things they say, it's like they're really trying to go for. I don't I don't know if edgy is the word, but they're they're pushing it like yes, these are R rated comedies. Like you have characters saying things that. They're just like, what the hell? Like, why would you? I don't know. It seems like they're really trying to push uh, the boundaries. They were trying to get into that sort of super bad territory of R-rated humor. I think they failed there. I I, I think both, both of these could have. Yeah. yeah, I think they both could have been PG thirteen, and I think maybe they both wanted to show, you know, the actual uh, sex and, you know, because you get a lot of the scenes with uh, uh, Dylan and. Uh, Jamie, you know, on Friends with Benefits. There's a lot of scenes with them, but then, like the first sex scene with um, Emma and Adam, it it it's kind of it's just like one shot, you know. Oh, yeah. and, one shot, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> I would use that term exactly. How that sex it, takes yeah, place? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is short, but there's no cuts or. You I know, hated that and, uh, scene. I'll tell you why because I watched comfortable or well, I I what I felt like the way it was set up. It's set up better for me in Friends with Benefits and that you establish this friendship, this bond, these two people hanging out in the city, like, as I said, kind of maybe the only one Dylan knows at the time. And they're playing, they're watching a movie. And I think the movie you referenced was Rashida Jones and uh, uh, Jason Siegel and like the fake movie within Friends with Benefits, sort of making Mm -hmm. fun of romantic comedies, which Friends with Benefits will then do the very same thing, playing like the pop song at the end and the couple falling in love. But they're they're sort of complaining about you know how unrealistic that is and why can't people be adults about it god i miss sex <sighs> right i mean sometimes you just need it it's like i don't know it's like cracking your neck 
Why does it always got to come with complications? And emotions. And guilt. Well, guilt. It's mm. women's fault. What? You heard me? Hold me. Let's spend the rest of our lives together. Oh, please, you are no better. Oh, yeah, baby, come on now, say my name. Yeah, eat. Oh, I'm done. I wasn't. Who have you been with? Why can't it not be like that? <laughs> it's a physical act. Like playing tennis. Two people should be able to have sex like they're playing tennis. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to go away for the weekend after they play tennis. It's just a game. You shake hands, get on with your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You want more beer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Uh. Jamie. Yes. Let's play tennis. It's like you see the light bulb turn on with JT mm -hmm. and Mila Kunis like gets up to get him another beer and he's like checking out her ass. And then he's like, you know, what if? And they kind of go through the pros and cons and if it's something they could do plus they've been drinking a little bit <clears throat> no strings attached um there's a funny sequence where ashton kutcher wakes up naked on their couch and then is thinking he had <laughs> sex with all of the roommates including the gay guy like he doesn't uh -huh. really remember i thought that was really funny but i believe it's like immediately after that when he starts to get he goes to get dressed in her room it's like natalie portman she's the only one that has the light bulb moment like i'm gonna fuck this guy and he's right. totally unaware that, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that uh, anybody was going to have any problem with sleeping with Natalie Portman, but it's not as fun, and it is kind of awkward. <clears throat> and they do yeah. it, uh, I, I wrote a note here. Sex is far more unrealistic and no strings attached. Mutual orgasm achieved in 45 seconds, three question marks. <clears throat> Compared to Friends <laughs> with Benefits, where likes and dislikes are discussed in a lot of montages in a very direct manner. Like, you actually see, even JT does stuff wrong. He's not doing it for her. And I like that. He's like cramping up in the middle of sex you know? he thinks he's good at certain things and she's like no no you did. ABCs, Somebody needs right? yeah yeah so I, yeah. I liked that stuff better where our main characters aren't like super gods in sex i okay so back to your question about which couple i i think i agree with you uh well wait i don't know if you even said uh but i feel like maybe you were thinking dylan and jamie yeah yeah that's where i'm yeah. falling yeah i do too but i like ashton kutcher's character better than i do dylan you like yeah, that he's so. a good guy, like that he's he's the one really he <sighs> wants a relationship because one thing we didn't mention is they start the movie with them as kids. It feels like he's had a crush on her at various points in their lives, like when they were at camp, when they were in college. Um so these are not necessarily two strangers meeting. There's Right. They're not friends, obviously, they're not involved in each other's lives, but it's something that he's probably had like a thing for her for his, almost an entire adult life. Yeah, and I, I kind of uh, do like that because they set up as to, like, uh, I mean, she has a, a magical JJ, you know. I mean, it's just one time, and <laughs> at least it's something where he's like, well, I have been interested in this woman, and it just took this one time, and he's immediately in love. I, I do like that, but I don't know. Maybe if it was, like, the real-life couple, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, in Friends with Benefits, I would have liked that better. Like, Justin Timberlake was fine, Um I didn't love him in this role. He, he was probably one, and I hate this. I, I want to use this word loosely, but he was a little weak for me. Um, but Woody Harrelson, Look, man, the play he was learning. Him, he learned his ABCs. He learned that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's all these jokes about him possibly being gay and, you know, just kind of not very masculine. Um, Which I, I have to admit, I liked. I mean, I think that they could have dialed down Woody Harrelson's constant I'm a gay guy jokes. It seems like that's all he's in there for. 
but a couple times they did crack up when he's like, "Really? You're not like I, <laughs> I like you I don't sure? Know. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know he yeah. he has the thing. I I do like that. Um, and then the stuff. Uh, I I wasn't a big fan of like the photo shoot scene. You know where Woody Harrelson's like telling the guys to like lift each other up, and I thought that was a little much. But I did like the basketball scene, you know, yeah, where he's absolutely. asking like uh, like an opponent, like, "Are you gay?" No, okay. Let me talk to you. I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Right. Um, and uh, back to anyway. back to what you were yeah. saying about Ashton Kutcher. I mm-hmm. did make another note. I really do like and no strings attached that after they hook up, he shows up at her job. Now this maybe is a kind of a creepy grand gesture with a congratulatory balloon for them having sex. Like here you go, thank you, like for having sex with me. You get a balloon. I thought that was more like a, an ironic joke, you know, like the, the, the thought was a balloon, but it's, you know, it's adding um, a little comedy like, hey, congratulations. I don't think he was like serious about that, though. See, now it's I like it like, less. <laughs> oh, really? OK, because it, it kind of reminds me of like this joke that, um, you know, I mean, to me, it was a joke. So my wife and I, before we actually started dating, uh, I had a birthday coming up and I said, hey, do, do you want to uh, take me to a movie? I'll, I'll pay. And then she like rolled her eyes and goes, "You got to be kidding me!" I go, "What? It's it's a joke. Like I mean, of course I'm mm-hmm. I'm the guy. I'm gonna pay." But right. she thought that I was serious that that I was considering or that I was hoping that she would take me to a movie and pay for it. Like no, it was just I was trying to be. Is it unironic or just ironic? I might be using that incorrectly, but you right? I mean, you get what I'm trying to say. Like I was just trying to be funny, is all. But she took it seriously. Like, oh wow, like you you'd pay. Like that's what's expected. And, I mean, I would I would expect. Uh, anyone with you to pay if you're dating Asian Warren Beatty? That would yeah, be my Warren assumption. Beatty. I don't. I don't know if she knows who Warren Beatty is. You know, so you know, maybe that's why I lost you say out. Me, me, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, we talked a little bit about the side characters. Yeah, I just you know, watching Friends with Benefits, I, I just really got the Nora Ephron feel. You know, the, the Empire State Building. You know, just reminded me. Do you like of that better? Are you saying that Seattle. as a, a pro for this movie? I feel like, you know, they were trying to, um, you know, kind of trying to win the hearts of those Nora Ephron fans, I feel like, you know, just in, uh, a lot of character development, um, a lot of great side characters. Uh, you got some very um, touching moments with Dylan's you know, family, with a sister. And I feel like the the, the the point where, you know, that big obstacle in every relationship, I, I like friends with benefits uh, a little bit better where. You know, uh, Dylan's got this nephew who does magic, and so there's pretty a scene. Badly. <laughs> He's pretty learning. badly. He's learning. He, he, he like Dylan's learning his ABCs. Fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, runs with the family clearly, but um, there's a moment where like uh, his sister Annie, you know, she's just like, you know, clearly you guys like each other, and Dylan's just like, no, no, we're just friends. We just sleep together. That's all it is. And and Jamie's right there in this you know uh this box you know where you saw people in half so she like hears everything and it's kind of yeah. a sad moment and i don't think we get anything like that with um no strings attached they break up just because uh you know dylan or not dylan uh, adam ashton kutcher just wants more than relationship like that's when they uh they said that they would break it off is when one of them feels something yeah like i said i think they put too much on emma the natalie portman character to be the buzzkill of this movie she's like kicking his ass out in public you mm-hmm. know and that's that's the big reason why they break up you know and so i don't know it, i i didn't like them like really making 
her the the asshole. Like you know, she it's all she's on her doctor. to decide if they continue yeah. or not. So as an audience, you're sort of disliking her because you know he's mm-hmm. a good guy. You know he he genuinely cares about her, and you know they're good together. It's like you like seeing them on screen together. Um, I think both couples here have chemistry. Like if, yeah. if you're seeing like both of these as date movies, I think you're gonna like hanging out with these two couples. Um, but like the friends with benefit thing, that scene where Mila Kunis is sort of hidden in the uh, the box, waiting to be the the woman's sawed in half, and she overhears that. Jamie, how'd you know it's up here? Only place in the city you don't get reception. Right. Why are you avoiding me? I'm not. Really? Come on, Jamie. Well, Dylan, I don't know if you heard, but I am seriously fucked up. I mean, Magnum P.I. couldn't solve the shit going on up here. Oh, my God. I'm what? Sorry. I'm just going to go and try to fix the shit going on up in my head, if that's even possible. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I was just trying to get my sister off my back. She thought we liked each other. Yeah, me too, Dylan. I thought we were friends. But friends don't go talking shit about each other. Which must mean that you and I were actually never friends. That all you wanted was to get in my pants. What? You jumped at the chance at your dad's house. You cracked your neck. I thought you were giving me a sign. We talked about this. Oh my God, really? You pulled my robe off. Oopsie, remember? Yeah. And then you snuck out of the room. Oopsie, remember that? What? Are you pissed off at me because I didn't cuddle? Isn't that why we started this whole arrangement in the first place? You wanted this. I wanted this? Just me. God, you are just like every other guy. The sad thing is, Dylan, I actually thought you were different. Different from what? I'm not your boyfriend, I'm your friend. And with friends like you, who needs friends? And, uh, thank you for ruining my mountaintop. It's sort of tropey because you you can read it two ways. You can read it as Dylan as being um, brutally honest about her, that she's, you know, she's kind of messed up. Then again, so is he. Uh, Or you can just read it that he's just trying to, he's embarrassed and he's trying to cover in front of his sister that he does have feelings for her. I mean, that's, that's your out there. It's like, he didn't, he doesn't really want to get into it with her because he doesn't, he doesn't know if she feels the same way. He doesn't know if she's just treating him like a sex object too. Um, the thing with no strings attached and why it's kind of meaner is like Adam pours his heart out like multiple times and like clearly wants to have this go further. And you just have Natalie Portman just ripping his heart out and crushing it. Um, yeah. So I, I lean more towards, uh, friends with benefits that way. I will say that they're probably, um, a draw. Maybe I would lean towards no strings attached for the, the side characters. I think you just have a lot more of them in there. You mm-hmm. really only have, I'm, I'm trying to think like, cause Mila Kunis only has Patricia Clarkson, which who's great as this like sort oh, of hippie is, yeah. mother. But that's, I'm, I don't remember. Like, does she have any other friends? Do we ever see her interacting with anyone else about her relationship with Dylan? Other than, no, her I don't No, I think that's it. I, I mean, that's you kind got of the a Sean White playing himself, which is, was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. But, and, uh, uh but at least in no strings attached, you know, you have on both sides, you have people where the characters like in real life would be like, Hey, this is what's going on with me. And you have them offering their insights and things. Right. I, I think that Mindy Kaling has one funny scene that I really could, I, I felt like, yeah, I've probably done that before where she's walking in the hospital where they work together and sees uh, Natalie Portman's character, like, is, you know, really depressed because she's 
questioning this breakup she's had and she's missing Adam. And she's like, you know, you've been really like sort of depressing lately. So no offense, we're still going to be friends, but I'm probably going to start avoiding you in the hallways because it's like affecting me. And I was like, right. yeah, I mean, you would, you would have those conversations with your friends. So in that regard, the supporting, not necessarily the supporting cast, because I like Woody Harrelson. I like uh, Richard Jenkins, but I feel like it's more balanced and no strings attached. You get to see both characters in their worlds without the romance. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Emma's the one with all the roommates. Um, the uh, the thing with uh, Friends with Benefits, like I felt, I felt like Justin Timberlake, um, Dylan. I think he was kind of just fronting with his sister, you know, just kind of embarrassed, kind of to what you said. You don't think there's any truth to what you're saying? I don't think so because I don't feel like we got an example of that, you know, where she's quote unquote fucked up in the head, you know, where he, you know, kind of takes a step back and and kind of reconsiders, you know, his feelings for her. Like I, I felt like that was kind of kind of out of nowhere the way he came at his sister with how he felt about Jamie. If anything, you know? uh, it's no strings attached. Those are the two characters that have baggage. Adam has his dad, like. Right sleeping with his ex, which is incredibly awkward, uncomfortable. And then you have uh, the Natalie Portman's character whose, um, you know, dad passed away and she's had to be strong for her mom. Um, and that's, you know, they each have their own family history that maybe has contributed to how they approach relationships. I don't mm -hmm. like, I think that's the one, that's the big element that doesn't work in friends with benefits. Cause it's just like, no, you two seem cool and happy. Like it didn't seem like either one of you have much baggage um, with this. So just hook up. Um, but, yeah, but thankfully the movie is, um, unfortunately I have Will Gluck on my tab here. The, oh wow. The movie's actually like closer to two hours than I thought. I thought this was 90 minutes, but it's an hour 50. No, they're, they're both like close to two hours. Hmm. Well, actually, you know what? That's a credit to both of them. I thought these were both like, they flew by for me. These were both enjoyable watches. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I, I have very little criticism of both movies. I mean, I, I enjoy rom-coms and I thought these were both enjoyable. I, I would be interested to hear like what women think about like how the women were portrayed in both movies, especially with Emma being kind of the asshole. Um, well, not kind of cause she, she was, but I mean, to her defense, I mean, she told, uh, Adam up front, you know, Hey, I'm a doctor. This is all I want. You know, just be in my bed 2 AM in the morning, like nothing else. And here he goes trying to like win her heart after one, uh, one minute. Yeah. Of some, yeah. One minute. If that. that. Yeah. I, I think I had my note 45 seconds question mark. Um, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, other, was, was he, a, uh, not quite a doctor yet, but there, there was this other guy, you know, that was kind of involved with Emma, but not really. Well, there's two doctor yeah. assholes. Both movies well, have a doctor asshole. <laughs> uh, no, I was talking about in Friends with Benefits. You have the uh, the guy that's like attempting, or he's going to cure cancer for kids that walks out oh, on right. her. So yeah. for some reason, yeah, uh, doctors just uh, get shit on in these in these rom coms. Um, I I didn't really okay. I I like the Friends with Benefits one more, and maybe this is uh, this person uh, I'm sure is not listening. But the uh, the date that I had the person that was not down with this uh, philosophy, uh, uh, we actually got into a big argument after seeing like on the drive back from seeing this this movie when I was taking her back uh, to her wow. place. Okay, um, and it was because I was sort of defending the asshole doctor in Friends with Benefits um, who. They go on a date. We don't know much about him. Seems good. Uh, we know that uh, Dylan, JT's character, is rooting for it. Like he's offering advice and being like, "Yeah, you know, how'd it go?" So that's cool. It shows that they're he's holding up his end of this this uh, relationship that they have. And um, 
she goes out. I think he's asleep, this doctor, on her couch or bed. And she goes out to get them coffee and, I don't know, a bagel or donut or something. And then she catches him while she's on the sidewalk, like, purchasing these uh, this breakfast items, walking out. Like, he's dressed and, like, on the go. Sneaking out of the house, yeah. Okay, so that was uh, my date's take, was that he was sneaking out. And I uh-huh. actually, I put forward. Now, when they get into the conversation, and I think she approaches him and is like, what the fuck? He he clearly just ends it right there. He's just like, yeah, I'm kind of not into this. Like he, you know, hit it and quit it type thing. But before that, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was saying the Mila Kunis character should not have been as abrasive maybe when she approached him because uh, unless there's a, a scene that we didn't see where she talked about like, hey, in the morning, I'm going to go get us you know, breakfast or whatever. Like you just relax. If I woke up in a stranger's place and they weren't around, I would feel like, uh, am I supposed to leave? Because I'm, you know, I'm in their home and I, I don't really know them. Uh, we did sleep together, but I guess I'm just going to bail because why did they leave without saying anything to me? Uh, that was my only defense about the guy, and my date like jumped my shit about that. Like said, of course mm. I would, <laughs> of course I would side with this asshole male who's only out for sex. <laughs> Keep in mind, I also had kicked around the notion of like, what do you think about friends with benefits? Um, so I sided a little bit more with that guy. The one in No Strings Attached, he's just an asshole. Like he's like one of those He's like the Bradley Cooper character from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. He like has a scene where he like approaches Ashton Kutcher and was like, Hey, I know you're uh you're fucking her, but she's gonna marry me because I'm better than you. I'm a doctor and I, I can make money and I'll take care of her. Like she's just like a, a plaything or a piece to put on his mantle. Uh and so that guy, you're just like, fuck him. Like I don't yeah. I don't and- I don't have anything for that guy. I, I like how Adam doesn't try to do anything different, you know, try to take that as competition and, and try to be better than him. He continues to be himself. Um, but the, the asshole doctor, so if it were me and I woke up at, you know, in a woman's home, I, I would hope that she would have told me the night before that she'd had to leave, you know, okay, leave so you to work in the morning. Too. You would feel like, well, if she didn't tell me that she had to work in the morning, I think I would have waited for her to come back you know assuming you that she went to go grab something as as no i i would i would wait i would wait because if i left without saying anything that look makes me look like the jerk mm-hmm. it's her home so I, I i would wait for her to come back and so not you know cause whenever she does come back i don't want her to be like oh this guy left like i left him here sleeping i don't want to wake him up you know what i mean um he could, have, he could have handled I, I, it better on the street. He could have just said, I was confused, or, hey, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I do have to go to work. You know, I'm kind of in a rush. But instead, he's just he just ends it right there. <laughs> I felt his body language said it all. He, he was clear, clearly making sure nobody was seeing him escape. Like, that's the way I read it. So uh, I hate that you're agreeing with my, my date from seven years ago. Hey, you know? <laughs> I think that's that's pretty funny that you keep at it that way. <laughs> Um, I was trying to establish some ground rules myself as far as, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna bail on this. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, so, see, uh, well, that guy's the only really competition we have for, because um, uh, Dylan doesn't, I don't think there's anything else, right? As far as, there's no other, there's no other woman that he's like thinking about, maybe I should go this, go this direction. Nope, that's that's pretty much it. It's just her. You know, it just uh it, I just remembered how we even meet the doctor. You know, they were walking in the park and he was like staring at a tree. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, apparently, you know, he he worked an extremely long shift, so he was actually standing there asleep. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um but and uh and no strings attached, as I mentioned at the very top of the show, uh, Lake Bell. 
is a possible suitor. And let me tell you, if I was the Adam character, uh, I would have had Emma um, fourth on my list here. Uh, I would have had Lake Bell's tops, uh, Greta Gerwig number two, and then Mindy Kaling. All three of those characters I would have been far more into than Emma. Did you have a good time last night? It's all right. Nothing special. Stop teasing him, you guys. Hey, champ. What happened last night? You made my body hurt so much. Mm, your app. Emma, did I have sex with anyone in this apartment last night? No, you didn't. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's that's this is that's funny. Let's let's make fun of the hungover naked guy. Yeah, I I love the introduction of Mindy Kaling's character where um, Adam he wakes up naked, you know, in the living room, and he sees her. She's just like eating like cereal, <laughs> just looking at him. She's like, "Oh, you you forgot my name, didn't you?" And do we have sex? Oh God, no, no. And yeah, see, I would find uh, that I would find that. Uh... Really attractive, right at the top. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm, I like this. I like the cut of this this woman's jib here. I like this." Uh-huh. You're like, uh huh. Uh-huh. Greta Gerwig, like, uh... same thing. Talked about like how painful the sex was. <laughs> like, I don't know. All the, that's the unfortunate thing with the Emma character is that they're all more lively. They're all just more fun personalities. And I guess you get, the only thing you get a little bit of uh, Jake Johnson. I guess falls for the Greta Gerwig character. Like, so you kind of have two friends that are. Um, also involved, but not nearly enough of that for my taste. Um, so maybe no strings attached is, uh, a little bit more in the rom-com sort of field as far as having, you know, an alternate path. Um, do you think that they, that's ever threatening enough? Like, do you ever believe that Adam after their breakup will, they won't reunite and he'll just move on with the uh, Lake Bell as I hoped that he would. Yeah. A little bit just because like Lake Bell, I mean, when, I think when we're introduced to her, we're just like, oh, that's just like a creepy coworker that has the hot How for dare him. you? How dare hey, you? Well, hold on. But I just – I love the scene where they first start like making out. She's like, oh my god, this is happening. You're touching me. And <laughs> it's it's hilarious. But then like after they seemingly hook up, you're kind of like, hey, you know what? She's she's okay. You know, like because uh, she doesn't become a joke You know, at that point mm-hmm. where – two instances where Emma's calling and the name had been changed to do not call her, you know, and, um, you know, like Bell's character, she just plays it straight at that point. And, and you kind of like, Oh, is this, is this going to be one of those where it goes, um, you know, goes the other way where maybe Adam's like, no, I, I have moved on. Mm-hmm. I like this other woman. It's not fair to her, but you know, she's very cool about to, it. She says, do you yeah. want to answer? <laughs> do not call her. Do you need to leave? You know, do I need, she's, there's there's no uh, Emma Stone, you're taking a shit on my face sort of crazy moment. Right. Uh, and I like that. You, yeah, I do you too. Know, and, and, and I feel, you know, uh, maybe that's why we got, like, uh, Lake Bell's character. I, I feel that maybe that's why she was so comical uh, early on. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you can see her for, uh, be forgiving w- with this um, this other mysterious woman that's calling Adam. Uh, and maybe it's something that she's kind of used to. Like, okay, I, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of weird with guys, and this has happened before. She's, awesome. and she's just understanding. Yeah, she's and, perfect. Hey, I, I feel bad, and maybe this is where we kind of get into like recasting. Okay. And I, I feel like you already want a Lake Bell spinoff. Yeah, you know, I, I with, want to uh... follow that character. She deserves <laughs> yeah. to be the hero of her she, own she does. movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, my version uh, of this, if I'm going with that premise, uh, Lake Bell. 
uh, is uh, dating nothing but, um, I don't know, asshole doctors? Is that all that exists in this world? Just uh, unforgiving, cold doctors? Clearly, clearly. I mean, they uh, it wasn't in, in Friends with Benefits, they were talking about how, like, uh, I think the doctor that left, wasn't he a cancer doctor? You know, so there's like yeah. this um, godlike mentality where, you know, they save lives and whatever. So maybe that's what it is. It's the, the God complex, right? Or I, 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 I'm sure it's called something. Um, so maybe they act a certain way because of that. You know, they, they save lives. I know, in, I think No Strings Attached, the guy even says something like that. Like, hey, I save lives. You know, yeah. you're just whatever. So what, man? I direct high yeah. school musical. <laughs> um, I know my ABCs. Uh, no problems downstairs there. I, I want to uh, see the Michael Deniston version of this with that uh, that girlfriend. Or not girlfriend, the date. The date that, that you took to see friends with benefits. <laughs> I, I want to see that work out. And... I would have to say, since I know the for sure. podcaster. <laughs> I know for sure that they're not listening. The real life version of this is more akin to the Emma Stone scene is what I got. Okay. That was more. And she was also redhead. And uh, she was very angry with me. So <laughs> there you go. What'd you think of that fake out in the beginning? I completely loved it. There was, Liked yeah. it. Yeah, that was great. I, it, the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way was just like, oh, their dialogue just happened to match up. Like, mm -hmm. I, I would have liked it better if it wasn't so, like, perfect, mm -hmm. perfectly synced. And you're just like, oh, wow, it's with other people. I thought it was a little unnecessary. Uh, I don't think we needed to see their breakups before. You know, but it's it's fine. How dare you again, Emma Stone? We're not going to take her out of the movie. In fact, hey, I'm going to put. Got it, you. All right, my version. Emma Stone's going to be back in it. Uh, she's going to okay. be she's going to be the best friend. Uh, let's say the roommate of the Lake Bell character from No Strings Attached. So I'm crossing okay. over the universes here, <laughs> and she's going to be one uh, telling her that she puts up with too much shit, that she gives these guys too much rope, and uh, it's going to be based around uh, three different relationships. We're going to have the men compete for the affection of Lake Bell. And I'm going to go, I don't know why I probably have used, I know I've used these people a lot before. So just forgive me. This is like my super movie, uh, Lake Bell, Emma Stone. Uh, there was a rom-com that I actually really liked. I guess you could call it a guilty pleasure because I don't think it was reviewed very well. Um, that was, had at least one relationship in that film that had a friends with benefit sort of angle. It was called that awkward moment. Have you seen that one? No, I've never even heard of it. Well, it's, I mean, it's, you can, I'll tell you the cast and you'll know why I went to see it like as soon as possible. It has Michael B. Jordan, uh, Miles okay, Teller. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> Miles Teller and Zach yeah, Efron. Uh, Michael B. Uh, so okay, those three wow. guys, I think they're their friends or roommates. I can't remember. They hang out a lot and it, sh it follows their uh, three relationships that they have. And as mm. I said, I think the Miles Teller character uh, is the one that's in sort of like a friends with benefit type relationship that becomes more. Okay. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is uh, playing a man that uh, his, him and his wife are separated. He's sort of the more grown up version. And then Zac Efron, of course, is like the, the ladies man, the ladies killer. Uh, they're going to be my three doctors competing for mm. the affections of uh, Lake Bell. And I'm going to leave it to you, Peter. You'll be my co-writer in this. Which one of these guys is going to end up being the nice guy that uh, she goes with? And who are you going to Are you talking about the, uh, those, the, the three doctors? Those three, those three actors are my three doctors. Which are the two assholes or the two, you know, one of them can be like a friend with benefit. One can be the asshole. And then one's the guy that she ends up, you know, marrying or going away with. I think uh, so. This is a Mary fuck kill kind of situation with the three guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to kill any of them. No, no, no. Um, I would like to fuck all of them. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. All right. Well, we got that on recording. <laughs> I'm editing this, and I'll let you know. I'm going to yeah. leave that in. I might put it at the yeah, top of the hey, show. <laughs> why would you take that out? Um, let's see here. I would say uh, she ends up with Michael B. Jordan, um, okay. the Miles Teller. Uh, you, you know what? Let's have Zac Efron be the asshole. Because Miles you know, Teller because- normally is. Yeah, because he usually is, but uh, Zac Efron, you know, will will kind of, um, you know, he he's a jock from High School Musical, right? Let's make him yeah. the jerk, you know, instead of like the the nice jock, uh, and then Miles Teller the the third man. Okay. Whatever that role was, I forget already. Well, he's he's like the casual hookup. He's the guy that's okay. not that serious. Fine. There it is. But yeah, because you don't because he's not him. as handsome as the other two. How, I don't like this. Don't I did not put these three beautiful men he's, up there for you to pick on Miles nice. Teller. That's that's <clears> the problem with him in, in your movie here. He's a too nice guy. Like it was casual hookup. I do like that. Like, I would like yeah, to see Miles Teller be have, too nice. Yeah, right. You you don't quite have like the uh, the swag of Michael B. Jordan to be the ultimate hookup, and you're not as bad boy as Zac Efron is. You know that that is the asshole in this movie. Okay. Um. I can see that. And you know what? I'm gonna throw Gre- Greta Gerwig in there too. She's another okay. roommate, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him. Miles Teller and Greta Gerwig will end up together because I, I can't see him brokenhearted. I won't allow it in my movie. Yeah, uh, for for my movie, you know, it's gonna be this, this is gonna be like a draft for me. I'm just gonna like pick people from both of these movies okay. and just make a make make a third one. Uh, as I mentioned, I would like to see real life couple Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis just because they're a couple. I love me Samila Kunis. She was mm-hmm. definitely one of the, the the best things in Friends with Benefits. Um, let's go, Kevin Klein and Patricia Clarkson as the parents. You All know? right, yeah. Let, let's 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 have um, one of the leads with you know kind of not an orphan, but uh, kind of grew up without the parents, and that's why they have you know a commitment issues is because they their parents split up at a really young age, and maybe he or she grew up with a. Um, a relative, aunt, or, or uncle, or something like that. Um, Jason Siegel, you know, and Rashida Jones will be uh, not a in-universe couple, but a real-life couple to, you know, one of the leads. Bring them um, into this quote-unquote real universe here. They're not. Just yeah, on the screen. and okay. And Emma Stone, and who was the? Uh, was it? Um, the other breakup. Who, yeah, who was the other breakup? Was it just Long? Sandberg? Andy Sandberg. Oh, that's, that's right. Nevada. Yeah. He wears the hoodie to the breakup, which I thought was very funny. He was picking out his breakup outfit, and he decided on a hoodie. Yeah, you, you know what? Let, let's leave him out. Oh, wow. yeah, let's He's just, let's just go with the let's just go with the Justin Long. I'm going to replace him with Justin Long, <laughs> just just because I like him better. Um, and I think I think that's good enough. I, th- I think that's a good decent cast there. We don't need too many side people, and we'll keep that one at an hour and a half. Very formulaic uh, rom com there. I'm making mine three hours long with Lake Bell and all those people because <laughs> I just want to spend that much time with them. Maybe more. All the character developments. You're getting backstory for everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mindy Kaling too. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, the gay friend guy, let's give him a bigger role too. Like, Let him fall you know, in love I, with Woody Harrelson. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Hey, both movies had two gay people. I yeah. didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's have them in there because I, I, I feel like he was just like a punchline. Like, hey – I'm just here because I'm I'm the gay friend, mm-hmm. but they gave him nothing. He else was to do. funny though. He was he had a great he was. delivery. Yeah, he's yeah. Where uh, Ashley Kutcher like walks off naked. He's like, oh, yep, I'm gay. 
Definitely gay. <laughs> well, uh, people will have the same reaction with my movie with Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, Zac yeah. Efron. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of handsome people in there. You'd fuck uh, all three. Absolutely, yeah. Let's put that. We're gonna put that back on the record again. Um, and no strings attached, of course, with any of those relationships I have with uh, those men. Can you imagine our like Twitter posts? Like, uh, which which of these characters would Michael want to fuck? Tune in. <laughs> we may have to throw that on there. Yeah, <laughs> get a little traction it. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to put that on Instagram and get back into that now that the holidays are done. <laughs> so, uh, okay, we've kind of stumbled into that. If you would like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, we are at Original Remake, and you can uh, find out you know what we're going to be up to, what we're watching. Uh, you can hopefully leave us some feedback on our possible recastings from older episodes. If you've not listened to them, uh, please do so. But they're also there in you know picture form. And uh, I believe the next week, let me see, because I've not run this by you, because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, we're trying to test, uh, We've this is a little bit sort of in-house business, Peter and I sort of looked at the numbers, and we're trying to, basically we have no idea, like the, the movies that we think, like, oh, the people are going to love this one, these are popular movies, uh, those don't necessarily take off, and then the ones where I'm like, let's just get this out there, uh, no offense to Andrew from the A Bigger Splash episode, but I'm like, yeah, this will be for like 10 people that want to listen to this. That one was one of uh, our more popular recent episodes. So um, I'm trying to uh, schedule this where we're going to have a, sort of a variety of types of movies, and you've also mm-hmm. like helped with that. Um, so the next two we have on there, if you've listened this far, uh, I put down a film I've, I'd never heard of called It Happened in Broad Daylight, uh, going up against its remake, The Pledge, with Jack Nicholson, which is one of my favorite movies. I've seen that one time when it first came out. Was that uh, 03 or something? Yeah. Or and uh, I was trying to come up with stuff for, there's a movie called Winchester coming out with Helen Mirren, which is, you know, she makes a pledge and ends up being like a haunted house, a uh, true crime thing, which is a story that I had not heard until I listened to a true crime podcast. So we are going to dive into that a little bit. So for any people that like true crime, this is going to be sort of movie versions of that. Mm. Um but Peter and I'm not throwing you, I was, throwing you I was under the bus. Like Helen Mirren with like the debt or something. That that that's a movie. I'd you like know, I I I thought about that one too, but I can't find the original. Uh, I think it's an Israeli film. That's the I think uh, you're probably right. Yeah, because I looked at that it was on the schedule, and I so may, okay. You know, maybe negate what I just said. We may just do that if I can find the debt. That might be next week's episode. But what follows? Uh, we're, as I said, we're going back and forth from Manchurian Candidate, No Strings Attached, uh, The Pledge or The Debt, uh, to Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a uh, – my co-host came up with this concept, and I at first said, fuck no. And because I'm <laughs> weak, you. because I'm weak-willed, I'm like uh, JT's character in Friends with Benefits. <laughs> you said one more thing, you were like, "Yeah, but you know, that's it was fan fiction. It was Twilight fan fiction. That's how it created." And, I, and then I think I went from "fuck no" to my next reply was "fuck it, let's do it." So, yep, yep. Uh, that's what we've got coming up. I hope you stick with us. Uh, I think the the more recent episodes have been some of our best. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow along, that's where we are. And, uh, Peter, what about yourself? If they want to, uh, blame you personally for the Twilight 50 Shades of Grey episode. Well, you know, you can find me, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. Uh, you know, if you're a newer listener and you haven't checked that out, uh, if you enjoyed our banter here on these rom coms, you know, I've also done, uh, Can't Buy Me Love, which is actually 
the number one downloaded episode on my show of 2017. Um, you know, I also did other movies like Titanic, Stand By Me, uh, Mannequin even, you know, was a, a top five retro download of 2017. So um, definitely a lot of movies like this uh, on that feed. So check me out there. And I mentioned it uh, earlier in jest, but uh, since now this is down to the uh, serious business of promoting ourselves, I hosted another show with uh, Dave of Pop Culture Case Study called The Grand Gesture, which is just on romantic tropes and relationships in film. And if you liked uh, the story I told Peter about my bad dates, you get some of that on that show because we try to apply it to uh, our real lives, what we learn from movies. So I don't know uh, what we'll have uh, as far as like sex comedies coming up like this. But uh, I will not allow original remake to be the only one with casual sex movies. We are going to we'll probably do a whole month of them on the Grand Gesture. So look forward to that and uh, follow us on Twitter at Grand Gesture Pod. Uh, same with Instagram and uh, go to followingfilms.com where you can find a lot of these great uh, movie podcasts. You're a really good cook. Oh, that's I just threw it together. Oh shit. Oh hey Adam. Oh. Adam, hello. Lucy. Yeah, we were just having a romantic night when your friend stopped by from work. Usually I just spend Valentine's Day like catching up on work and stuff, but this is like, this is really fun. How was your night? Yeah, it wasn't. Do you want to go to my room? Yes, I do. Perfect. Mm. Oh, I need Beautiful. So I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, I, I hope it's okay that I got your dress from the W4. That's weird. Oh, wow, this is cool. This is nice. Cool. I didn't know that. Um, I'm sorry about it. What? Oh, my God. You're sorry. Are you crazy? No, I'm sorry. I'm the one who's come to your house uninvited, so unprofessional. But I read your script, and I love it. I really do. Really? Yeah, and honestly, like, I didn't think that you could write, mainly because you're just so beautiful. Uh, seriously, it's distracting for me. Thank you for reading it. Yeah. I mean, it's just teenagers singing about homework. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I read it, and I was like, God, I want to, like, drive over there and tell them in person. So I did. I got in my car, and here I am. You know, it's just, I know it sounds crazy, because now that I'm saying it out loud, it does sound crazy. It's not crazy. I mean, no. thank you for reading it. No, no, no. I emailed it to Megan. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what she says. Wow. Yeah, I told her she'd be crazy to not like it. But then again, she is a functioning psychotic, so it's like, I'm right. But there is this extra episode right before the break, and they are going to hire a freelancer. So I feel like I'm talking too much about this, but... Hey, do you want to... What? Yeah, sorry, what were you going to... To hang out? Oh, so it's crazy. I was like, what's he going to say? And you said that, it's not what I thought you were going to say. Um, that is a chair. Fuck you. Do I curse too much? Fuck no. (laughs) So then when I was like 11, I was in therapy because I was like obsessively um, biting my hair. And then three months in, my therapist died. I know. So it was like, that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, that's why I hate planes. Oh. oh thanks. That's, that's torture. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
How? I'm so sorry. That was, that was such a perfect. fail on my it's, part. Wait, let me. We can. I can do better than that. Can we sure. just try again? Okay. Mulligan. Let's. Okay. Let's. Why don't we? Okay. Mm. Mm. Oh my god, this is happening. This is really happening. Oh my god, you're touching me. It's all happening. Maybe we don't need to talk about everything. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Wait, are you sure that you want to do this, though? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah. like, we can just talk about it if you want to just, like... Let's talk. not talk about it. Wait, should I take my shirt off, or do you want to? Do you want to take it off yourself? I'll take it off. You know what? I'll take. I'll take it off. I'll take it off. I'll take it off. Okay. Glad I wore a good bra. Is that your phone? What's it going? Um, you can just get it. No, it's fine. Is it? Do not call her. No. I don't know. Wait, I'll just... Okay, because... I'll just shut it off. Yeah, just... That'll be easier.